Welcome to the Getting My Act Together podcast for Tuesday, Tuesday, May 25th. What's going on? (laughs) How are y'all doing? Thanks for joining the podcast. It's May 25th. That means, and it's a Tuesday, that means there's Limerick Comedy tonight. So come check it out if you're in Atlanta. Come to Virginia Highlands, Limerick Junction, Irish Pub. Apparently it's the oldest, I don't know, some bullshit. Oldest pub in Atlanta, oldest Irish pub, oldest Irish pub on Highland Avenue. I don't know, but it's one of the greatest bars in the world. And we do a comedy show there every Tuesday night. And tonight, the damn feature comic of the night is Matthew, none other than Matthew Broussard. That's right, you can see him in film, you've seen him on Conan, you've seen him rip it up on Roast Battle, where I believe uh, somebody was a real sensitive prick to him, one of the judges, I think it was T.J. Miller. And if it it wasn't T.J. Miller, and I'm saying it was T.J. Miller, then I apologize to T.J. Miller. But somebody was just in their feelings about Matthew, and they looked like a small little biatch. Anyway, Broussard is closing out Limerick Comedy. Let's go. Uh, you know who else is on the show? Khalid El Chufi, Catherine Blanford, Joe Kelly is on the show, continuing his residency at Limerick Junction as he gets ready to prepare his big album, in, uh, record his big album in June, June 19th, I think it is. Joe Kelly, Karen Felix making her return to the Limerick stage, and then Ronnie Myers. So it's going to be a fun time. Uh, Please come say hello. Buy a t-shirt. Buy some $3 chocolate whiskey. Have a really good time. Limerick Junction every Tuesday night. I'm recording this, obviously, obviously, the, the day before. I'm recording it on the Monday before Limerick, but I'm speaking as if Limerick's tonight. So come to Limerick tonight. I'm recording this before I go pick up my daughter from school, and what I should be doing with this time, I should be recording the podcast because I enjoy speaking with you quite a bit, Um, but what I should be doing is I should be down at the neighbors on the corner's house continuing to teach the oldest son how to juggle because after my my revelation, I knew it all along. If you make fun of something, (laughs) it's just because you're insecure, and it's gay. No, I'm just kidding. And it's uh, it's worthy. We, we mock what we don't understand. And the point of life is being secure enough with yourself to go to Renfest, to go to a Renaissance festival and not care what anybody thinks about it, no matter how goofy it is. And same thing with juggling. You should be able to juggle, and I should not have my wife make fun of me for doing that. I can't undo the fact that my wife has mocked me for all these years for knowing how to juggle. So it's in there. I've been made to feel (laughs) less than secure about my juggling. But yesterday I went down to, I went down to the cool neighbors on the corner. At the end of, actually we had a great day yesterday. The girl and I went to Midtown and we did a couple errands and went to the Laughing Skull. It was really fun. Went, took her in. Introduced her to a couple folks. She went into the green room and we kicked it back there for a few minutes. She took off of the 
the tables and the cocktail tables in the showroom. She took off one of the plastic candle holders and treated it as if it were a cup. So uh, probably was perfectly sanitary. Uh, we had a really fun time, and then we saw Bob Place. And for the rest of the evening and even this morning, she said, I say hi, Bob. And that's what she said. She said hi to Bob Place, who, in a moment of well, here we are, true synergy, was wearing his Limerick Comedy t-shirt last night on stage at the Laughing Skull. But anyway, the girl and I got back from Midtown, and we went down to the cool neighbor's house. Um, not the neighbor who listens to the podcast, the cool neighbor, um, the good one. If I can, is that the right way to say that? <laughs> the more likable of the neighbor, like the the per- if that, if there's a if it, there's a neighbor that you'd rather spend time with. <laughs> anyway, we went down to the neighbor's house and uh, frolicked in the pool a little bit, and I said to myself, I'm just going to teach this kid how to juggle. And if it affects him uh, being attractive to women for the rest of his life, that's on him. And that's his cross to bear. But I'm doing, I was doing it with his father sanctioning it. Everyone was on board. Yes, it's okay. That's, you kind of have to ask permit. Is there should be like a, con, not consent, what do they call those things? A release form. Yeah, I guess that's consent, right? You need to sign a, a release. I authorize you to teach my son how to juggle. <laughs> I'm waiving any any rights I might have uh, to come back at you later and say, I can't believe you fucking taught my kid how to juggle. He wasn't ready to be ignored by society. <laughs> so I started yesterday, and the kid is such a sweetheart, and he's so ambitious uh, and maybe just self-confident that he's like starting with three basketballs because they don't have tennis balls or whatever. And uh, I'm like, dude, this is going to be very challenging to do it this way. Uh, But I showed him move one and move two. And I could, because I heard them outside earlier, I could go down there right now and and further the juggling lesson. But I'm not going to have time to do that. And then do this and, okay. All right. I, it's always a good sign when I'm talking about something. And also, if you're a comic who writes material, you know when it's a t- like I know when to stop talking about something. It's very similar to like a joke. You're just not if you ever you're not like, should I get rid of it? Should I keep it? A good barometer of that for me is if I lose interest in it. I've heard myself on stage talking about something, and I'm like, I don't even fucking care about this. Why am I talking about this? And the audience is like, that's a good fucking question, and why are you making us listen to it? So I I, I talked past, what do they say? I I sold past the clothes. I talked past the clothes in uh, talking about the juggling for the children down there. But I'm going to teach him because, you know what? Good for him. He wants to learn how to juggle. I know how to juggle. I did that show Friday night way out in the uh, Hickstown. And I told the crowd about their little history and none of them seemed to know it. And then I also asked them if anybody knew how to juggle. And it was like two serial files raised their hands. And I was like, that's kind of what I thought. It was a fun show, actually. It's a good, like I've said before. You know, you you get away from the city and you get away from a pretty liberal mentality, which I believe I have. 
<clears throat> and you go out there among among God's chosen, not God's chosen. <laughs> they're the opposite of that. They're God's forgotten. No, they're fine. Uh, but they're just you just feel like they're more relaxed. It's more like Florida. They're less self-conscious. Why? Because they probably feel like the city people judge them, which I suppose the fact that I talk to, talk about them like I do means I do judge them, but I don't at all. They just don't give a fuck. So, you know, you can say retard if you want. And I don't want to, but you can say it if, if you need to. But it was a fun show. Had a really had a real good time out there. And then did about 30 minutes. Had a couple. I'll tell you what. There, I had some beer. I had a beer at Hickstown Brewery. If you're ever out there in Villa Rica, they have a delicious IPA. I don't remember the name of it, but it was delicious. And you, you get drink. We got drink tokens or drink tickets. Free drinks. It's one of the. One of the bad upsides of doing stand-up comedy is you often get free drinks. Which means you can, to someone like me who knows how to drink, you can drink like you're at a wedding. And I don't necessarily mean volume. I mean you can take two or three sips of your beer and then when it sort of warms up to a level you don't like, you can just throw it away. <laughs> and go get another one because you don't have to pay for it. It's wasteful and selfish and uh, expert also. If you're at a wedding and you ever have a nanosecond thought like, oh, I don't want this, set it down on a table and go right over to the bar and get another one. But it was a fun show. And speaking of drinking far away from home, I do not know the answer to this and I haven't looked it up since. That's why you don't know the fucking answer, you dope. So I want to know this. Is it illegal? I'm sure it's illegal. But will I go to jail for drinking a can of beer in my car? That's what I want to know. I know it's, my wife says it's called open container. And I was asking because, so if I had a total of a beer out there over two hours probably, I got in the car and I was like, you know, I wish I were not such a fucking coward, not coward. I, I weren't so... Am I scared? You know what it is? I just don't want to have any... I don't want to have any interaction with law enforcement. I just don't. I've told you why. I've told you the origins, haven't I? It starts from a very early age where I just didn't feel like I could trust the authority figures in my life. On my first day of school, kindergarten, everybody's lined up, the bell rings... Nobody moves, but I start running. Fucking like Pavlov's dog. I hear the bell. I'm off. The principal screams at me. I wet my pants, terrified. Probably a little anxiety that preceded that day at school. I wet my pants, and then I get home, and my dad hits me. And that's why I hate cops to this day, probably. And then for everything else they've done to confirm. And by the way, you know how people say... You know how it's true if you say, I should say. If you say, I'm not racist, I have a black friend. Like that's like, that highlights the, the folly of your thinking. Uh, I know that's true because as a white man because I have a cousin who's a cop and I have occasionally thought, no, 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 I have a cousin who's a cop. <laughs> I still fucking hate cops. I love him, but that doesn't mean I like policing. So that just highlights the, all right, anyway. 
So I have a problem with authority, and it's I, yet I just don't want to have any interaction with them, and especially I don't want to have any interaction with them when I'm wrong. <laughs> You're not supposed to be drinking behind the wheel of the car, and here you are. It's hard for me to be pulled over on the side of I-20 and get pissed at the cop. Like, you fucking asshole. Like, I, I, I went into it eyes open. But if I'm sober, can I... Because it's like I had like a 40-minute drive back to Atlanta. Can I have a can of beer? You can't have a can, but you can have a bottle. (laughs) You can have a bottle of beer. Can I have a can of beer in the car? And if I do happen to get pulled over, let's say I didn't, let's say I'm, I jump in the car in Villa Rica and I start driving back to Atlanta and at the quick trip right there before I get on the highway, I, I get a little bit of that. Uh, that exurb, whatever it is, whatever you call it, the out, outside the city gas, where it's a lot cheaper. I get a little bit of gas. Always fill up when you're outside the city. Make sure you do that, even if you're in a gas crisis like we were. That might still be, for all I know. <sighs> all right, dude, catch your breath. Is it, if I go into that quick trip, or racetrack out there in Villa Rica, and I fill up with gas, and I go into the store, and I buy a 16-ounce can of beer, and I I open it in the car, and I drive back to Atlanta on I-20, and I'm sipping it, and it's the first beer I've had of the evening. So I'm not technically intoxicated. Can I go to jail for doing that? Would somebody please let me know? before? Because what I don't want to do is ask an attorney. I don't, you know what I do? I don't want to, I'd like you to tell me, is what I'd like to, What I'd like you to do. I, I'm sure that it's illegal. I know that I can have an, a, a gun. I could be juggling guns, right? Handguns. I, if they're permitted, they're open carry, in, and I'm just juggling them in the front seat of my car, that would be fine. But if I have a can of beer, I'm pretty sure that's illegal. It's an open container. And then what? You're going to fucking pour the beer all over the steering wheel. I understand how being fucked up in a car is a crime and that you go to jail for that. But I want to know, well, we've heard you, dude. Just move on from it. I want to know if I have an open container of beer and let's say I've had a half of it, so I'm not .08, and I get pulled over by a cop. Can I... Can they take me to jail for that? I know that they're cops and they'll find other things to take me to jail for because that's their job. Because you you have to want to be a cop is what you have to want. You have to want to stop people from doing shit. And I know a lot of times you stop them from doing bad shit. <laughs> You're fucking going 90 miles an hour shit face, dude. You should get stopped. I'm not. I'm going 70 with a cold can of some unremarkable beer like Coors Regular. A banquet beer. Can you go to jail for that? That's what I want to know because it seems like I, I don't want to say I should be able to, but it would would have been awfully nice to have a can of beer while I'm driving back. Not to get fucked up, just have a nice beer. I had a nice fun time on the show. I had half a beer or whatever it was, a couple little IPA splits. Can I have a beer on the drive back? It would have been wonderful on a Friday evening to send me into the weekend. Alas, I didn't because I'm scared of, uh, because the cops win, because the authority is won, the law is won, 
and I just don't have any testicles. Or I have brains to just stay off the radar. Two pieces of old man advice come to me that I have heard over the years. One is my friend whose dad is a judge gave me this piece of advice, which is great, about driving and, and interacting with the cops. Never be doing two things wrong. If you're going to do one thing wrong, okay, but never be doing two things wrong. So if you're drinking a can of beer, don't be speeding. If you have a broken headlight, don't be fucked up behind the wheel. You can be fucked up behind the wheel. You can even have a broken headlight. Just don't be doing two bad things at once. And I think that is a very good piece of advice that judge passed on to his son who gave it to me as we were drinking beer and he was smoking weed. <laughs> he was doing two things bad and I think he he'd been driving. <laughs> but anyway... It was a good piece of advice from his dad. And the other piece of advice I remember was from a <clears throat> woman I dated years ago. Well, I, well, I dated. I was like, <clears throat> I was just out of my teens. I was just in my teens. I was like right around the age of 20. Her dad said, you just don't ever want to be, and you, you're all grown. So you're like, well, yeah, of course, dude, we know that. I was just thinking it really resonated with me. You never want to be at the mercy of the banks, the courts, and I guess that's it. But you don't you don't want to be at the mercy of oh well, fucking obviously, dude. Like I know, but it's something and, and I never want to have law enforcement, have a judge, have a whoever, a banker, have any have any what? Uh, be able to exercise any power over me or control over me. We get it, dude. You're immature. Anyway, please let me know if if I can drink a can of beer on a long drive home. I did that show. I told you about it, that Brazelton, that cigar bar a couple of weeks ago. Another perfect opportunity. It would have been nice just to have 42 minutes in the car just sipping a cold beer. I don't need to. I had water. I had something else, maybe some leftover, some night coffee. <laughs> I don't know what it was. I don't need to have a beer. It just would have been nice. It was nice. It's just you're an adult. I I'm not asking to carry guns in my car. I'm asking to have a can of beer, which causes more deaths in the United States of America. Not alcohol, cans of beer in cars or guns in cars. I don't know, if you believe the Atlanta news, uh, if someone cuts you off in Atlanta now, accidentally, it still gives you a right to shoot them dead. It seems like our streets have gotten pretty dangerous. But who knows? Who knows where the truth is? Well, somebody does. Somebody who's willing to look through all the weeds and misinformation and figure it out. The... Tipping economy is something I've... Uh, how did that happen? Where did I land? How did that sentence come out of my mouth? I have no idea. But I know I've cried on here before about tipping, great. Also, businesses pay these people more money. So we don't have to tip. Or I don't have to tip. Or they don't have to ask for tips. They don't have to... You know what it is. So they don't have to depend on us. Why don't... What a, talk about socializing your, your losses, the business. Here, 
here, you guys can come work here, but we're not going to pay you. The people who are going to pay you are the people that uh, are the public. <laughs> your, your livelihood depends on the public's generosity. You know what? Sometimes it works out and the public's very generous. This is just a quick thing that came across my radar, though. I don't know how it popped out now. Just tip. It's, bro it's a broken system. Businesses in this country don't pay their employees enough money. We know that. Wages have been stagnant for like 50 years. While the rich get richer, blah, blah, blah. The poor get drunk and all that stuff. You know what makes me more inclined to tip is when you do not fucking ask for the tip before the service has been provided. That's all. Am I, am I holding the powerful accountable? Not at all. I don't, but I don't like that. Like, I, I'm gonna, can I get a, just a black coffee? Yeah, do you want to add tip? I don't fucking know yet because I'm not tipping you for good service. I'm tipping you just to tip you. I don't know. It, it wraps me around the axle a little bit. Oh, okay, your car wash is going to be $16 or $20 or whatever. Would you like to add tip? How the fuck would I know? You haven't done it yet. I don't know that you're not going to drive the car into the side of the, the Donkey Kong things that are spinning around. Not Donkey Kong, some other game. I don't know. I don't know. That 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 irritates me. That you're. Well, because maybe they're saying a tip is not. You're not tipping for the service. I, I get it. You're just gonna tip because it said fifteen bucks. So add three, four, five dollars, whatever it is. Just don't think about it. Well, I I can't. I'm I'm uh, I'm developmentally challenged when it comes to not thinking about dumb stuff that I should just accept and move on from. But if you haven't even given me the goddamn thing that I'm tipping on, it seems that the proverbial cart is before the horse. Oh, this is something I thought about. Well, <laughs> you should have kept it to yourself because it's not that funny. I'm not trying to be funny. I'm just trying to say that doesn't make sense to me. You go to a restaurant, you go to a bar, I'm going to tip you before you... What if What if I say, hey, can I get a bottle of Budweiser? And you say it's five bucks and I give you a dollar tip. And then you walk away and go flirt with the server down there. Well, that means you're trying to get laid and I don't blame you for that. And I'm still going to give you the dollar when you come back because what am I going to do? Leave you a quarter? <laughs> but I just feel like, I feel like it binds us I don't know am I really maybe I am going to be the guy who complains to the manager maybe that's that's what I am I'm talking about service right okay anyway I just think there you know what the root of it is I know that there are people who don't like tipping and oppose tipping at every turn and I am not that guy, and I'm not on that team. I am the tip everybody, tip the toll booth operator. <laughs> they've probably been eliminated. They've been eliminated from the workforce, the toll booth people, or they they are on their way out. Tip everybody, right? That's that's fine. And yes, there are some ridiculous examples where we tip. But my point is this: I, I think this is what I'm getting at. I want more people who don't want to tip to tip. So let's start there. I want the non-tippers to tip. And I want the tipped to be more, not tip-worthy, 
<laughs> that sounds like, you know, uh, I didn't get the service I wanted, so here is $3.18 as opposed to five goddamn dollars. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about I want the cause to be more sympathetic, and I feel like it's just, maybe it's illustrating a part of me that I don't want to admit exists or don't think exists, really, and that is it seems it's literally entitled. When you say, hey, uh, yeah, I'm going to get you that thing. Do you want to tip me before I do it? And it's like, well, you know what? Fuck you. <laughs> I don't, I mean, I guess I feel that way a little bit. But what I don't want, and I just here I am sticking up for the proletariat again. Because I'm, I'm such a Woody Guthrie. I'm, I'm a union leader. I'm an, I'm an organizer and I am, I'm a shop steward. I'm just saying this. It does not make the people who don't want to tip you, they're not going to be more inclined. I guess I'm in my head. I'm, I can see both sides of it. It's not going to make the tipped class more, the tip receiver, more sympathetic to the people who are looking for reasons to not fucking tip. And I'm not that guy. I, I will be clear about that. I am not looking for reasons to not tip. What I'm looking for is people to fucking give me the thing first, and then I can decide. And then I can tip. Right, I can decide. Then I can tip. It just seems strange to... It seems strange to say, would you like to leave a tip? For what? Nothing has transpired. And I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, yeah, you fucking selfish, greedy asshole. These people are underpaid because of this unequal capitalist system where supposedly it's a free market. But we know it's not a free market. It's a free market when the market wants it that way, but when the market needs regulation and needs help and bailout and socialization for the wealthy corporations of the world, they get that. And what we're all doing is we're compensating for that by fucking tipping the guy in advance. So you know what? I changed my whole tune. I don't give a shit if you... Ask me or not for a tip in advance. I'm just going to tip and get on with it because fuck the world. But not because fuck the world, because that's what matters. It just catches my attention. It's like, oh. It sounds like a Larry David thing. Like, okay, mister. And <laughs> I'm not Larry David in any format or way. Um, but it's like Larry, like, okay, mister, you know, 600 million. And he's like, well, what do you mean leave a tip for? That's what it sounds like. It sounds like a Larry David thing. And that is, you know what? That's a great fucking position to be in. There. That's, maybe that's why Seinfeld, and I've thought this. Have I talked about this? I know I shat on Jerry Seinfeld sometime recently. Maybe last time we spoke. Maybe Seinfeld's insecurity, and I, I, it is probably because of his parents, but maybe, and he's like, dude, what are you talking about? And I'm like, I don't know. I've seen the TV show, uh, Karate in Cars, or come, come Karate in Cars. Now that would be a show I'd watch. There you can pitch, somebody pitch that show. Just ninjas in cars or uh, Mortal Kombat, but it has to take place in a Honda Civic. That I would watch. <clears throat> I don't know. I feel like Jerry Seinfeld is like more of a prick, but not in a good like comic prick way. What am I talking about? I have no idea. Other than... I see the man, and I think he should be happy. He, sh he should come across to me as happier than he is. That's all. 
Well, why? You should too. <laughs> Fair enough. But I am pretty happy. It's That's my cross to bear. Maybe, and this is something I've thought about before, maybe Jerry Seinfeld is more insecure or still insecure in his in his later years as he's moving through his middle ages because uh we've all seen curb your enthusiasm and know where the real talent was <laughs> fuck you paul ollinger <laughs> who i know is a big fan of jerry seinfeld i i watched seinfeld a few times i thought it was goofy i didn't really like it that much you know um but I, I get why people liked it. How about that? I get it. I get Seinfeld. It's like it's like pavement. I get it. I mean, I like pavement. <laughs> but, you know, you're not going to like pavement if you don't get it. I get Seinfeld, and I get why people like it, and I know there are funny things. And I I remember liking the the esoterica character. Not esoterica. The, the, the Newmans of the world. I like a Newman. I like those characters way out on the periphery uh anyway i understand why it's funny but curb your enthusiasm like that's that's a prick that's a good funny prick who does not come across as insecure and maybe larry david is but he doesn't strike me as being insecure he just seems as being himself i'm i'm larry and i think that's what happened to jerry is is that what happened to jerry seinfeld is he just realized you know what it is the and Jerry, if you're listening, and I'll tell you, there's more to it actually. Now that I think about it, he's just talking. This is, I'm breaking the uh, the blue wall of whatever the thin blue line, talking shit about another comic, which every comic does, and I hope I don't do it on here. Uh, I know I talk occasionally about people, but um, yeah, I know it's bad form to talk about. But I'm talking about Jerry Seinfeld because he's on a. <laughs> he's a few degrees away from I would I would talk to him about it in person. Are you listening, Jerry? I think Jerry probably Curb Your Enthusiasm was the worst thing to happen for Jerry Seinfeld's confidence because we're like, yeah, dude, it's fucking Larry. <laughs> Larry's hilarious and he's he's a prick in the best sorts of ways. Does that make any sense? I don't know. I don't spend too much time thinking about Jerry Seinfeld, but I something about him rubs me the wrong way, and I've tried to articulate that, and I try to watch his stand-up, and I can't, and, and, and now I'm just... Hey, there are some dogs barking in the background. They're like... Sh- the reason we can hear your dogs barking on the podcast is because you have one one trillionth of Jerry Seinfeld's money, so your house is a lot smaller. I don't fuck Jerry Seinfeld is the point. I don't give a shit about him. And you know what? The other thing about it is that I don't like is he made Orny Adams look like a fucking asshole in that movie. Whatever whatever Seinfeld building is our. Um that, that I, I think that's part of it. He left so it is ultimately pro comic. It's pro a younger comic at a different level, Orny Adams, who I'm not gonna race out and fucking buy a ticket to see. But I could tell he was grinding, working hard. And he, yeah, he came across how he came across. But Jerry Seinfeld from On High ultimately, I'm sure, had final cut on that movie, whatever it was called, Comedian. This is kind of a, kind of, I, dude, you, am I talking about Jerry fucking Seinfeld? Like, <laughs> one of the greatest stand-up comics of all time, according to a shitload of white people. 
and I'm sure a couple black people too. Um, but uh, you know, I don't know many of them. I'm, I don't mean to talk shit about him, but he makes a movie where he calls himself comedian. I, 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 I don't walk around with hate for others in my heart, so I, I got to get out of this. But I, what I want to say is, Jerry Seinfeld made this movie called Comedian. Like, what's who is who? Like, that's kind of like I don't want to say self-important, but it's like <laughs> I'm making a movie about myself. What are you gonna call it? I'm gonna call it fucking tits. Like, I'm gonna call it the the God. I don't know. I'm calling it comedian, because that's what I am, and that's what Jerry Seinfeld is, and I'll shut the fuck up about him. However, in that movie, Orny Adams comes off like a fucking schmuck, and I think Jerry Seinfeld, maybe I'm wrong, but that's my, I'm shooting my shot. I think he's partially responsible for that, and you know what? It's a pretty good, interesting, and you can see how Seinfeld is with crowds, too. He talks down to them the whole time. I mean, not the whole time. I don't know. I'm I'm over my skis, and if you're you know at a level or two above me, you're like fuck you. You know nothing, and you know what? You're totally right. I agree. I'm just telling you what I see, and uh, I get why people like the TV show. I, you know, it's subjective, right? Yeah, and that's why you do a podcast in your basement, and you know he drives a new Porsche six times a day. Of course. So that's 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 all, all I'm going to say about Jerry Seinfeld. Sorry, Jerry. You know, I don't I harbor any ill will to you, but uh, I find you curious. Quite frankly, I find you curious, and uh, if, you know it is it's probably Paul Ollinger likes him, and so I just I, I feel obligated to to go twice as hard at Seinfeld. If you like Seinfeld. You know more about him than I do. I, for whatever reason, though, I did watch the Kramer video again. <laughs> I'll tell you what. If you ever have a bad set, you know, like how I've talked about, if you everybody knows this, if you feel like you drink a lot or you do drugs a lot, watch the show Intervention. You'll be like, you know what? I don't really have a problem at all. And and I did that because I took nine days off uh, a couple weeks ago or last week, whenever it was. But if you ever feel like as a comic you have a bad set and you're like, shit, and and you want to kill yourself or you want to at least self-injure, which I think you should if you have a bad set. You should, and I don't know if I've said this here, but I've thought it, so I probably said it. If you're a comic who eats a bag of dicks on stage and you don't act like you want to kill yourself afterward and you act like nothing's wrong, it is maddening to me. It's like the quarterback who throws an interception and then you see him on the sideline just laughing like, yeah, having a good time. It's like, hey, man, why don't you at least act like you care as much as everybody else? So if you are, if you bomb, nobody wants to talk to you. I mean, even your friends are like, that was kind of rough. Uh, but the way the code is, is that's like that's your license to go away and, and, and go feel like killing yourself, feel terrible, and then come back the next night and get them that night or get them later that night or whatever it is. Um, but if you ever have a bad set and you are feeling pretty despondent, I encourage you to watch Kramer's set, the famous Kramer set. I didn't even know Kramer. Here's how ignorant I am. I didn't know Kramer was a stand-up. 
And uh, to be honest, he didn't look like much of one that night. He was ranting and raving, and uh, and uh, and then and then you could see you could see him actually become aware of what was happening. He because he said something like, after he said this horrific shit to these guys, he said, uh, "Wow, you just don't know what's inside there." Uh, yeah, dude. You, how how did you not know that? Well, I don't know, cause maybe you're coddled. I don't know, cause you've been, cause you worth seventeen trillion dollars. But I didn't learn anything. I don't have any insights. And if you're not a comic, there's no need to go watch Kramer lose his shit. I do want to know how that tape got out. Kind of curious about that, cause it. I guess it's a cell phone video, so it just kind of went out. It almost seemed like in a time before cell phone videos. Anyway, no new insights other than if you have a bad set tonight, comics, uh, just watch the Seinfeld, uh, the, just watch the um, Kramer video and you'll be like, oh, that wasn't, that wasn't all that bad. <laughs> I didn't do that. At least I hope you didn't do that. Uh, pretty rough. Pretty, pretty, pretty. <laughs> I don't know. Do you like Seinfeld? What is the overlap of people who like Seinfeld? And I'm not talking about like writing a good tight joke about fucking nothing, which I know is a different era of comedy. And, you know, you can sit and do 20 minutes talking about a zipper on your pants. And, and what is the deal with that? And, and all. All right. I, I now it's disrespectful and it's unintentional. So I'm, I'm going to uh, stay away. Here's what I would like to say. If you are a comic, <laughs> do you want to be, who do you want to be like? I don't know. You know who is a fucking amazing comic, and if you're looking for a fun, fun good time to watch, uh, and every time I've seen him live, he has leveled the place, is Dave Attell. What? Dave Attell's a good comic? Yeah. And uh, over the last two nights, I have watched time and a half of his roadwork special where he does it at several different clubs. He starts at the stress, fra stress factory and then goes from there. And that is a monster comic. That I know he's one of the best to ever do it. But, and it's, it's uh, you know, it's not PG-13 for, for you kids out there. So now, of course, all the young listeners in... Uttar Pradesh. How do you say that? There are listeners there in India, which I think is the biggest, I looked it up once, is the biggest, I guess, state or geographical municipality in India. And one of the big, maybe the biggest in the world as well. Uttar Pradesh. Uttar Pradesh. Sorry for fucking it up, but um, everything that I like about comedy, I see in Dave Attell. And he is a magician, and he's, he's a master, and uh, he's super profane and dirty. <laughs> but there's a wink in there, and, and people get it, and he's just, he's, he's, he's on the, you know, he's pretty close to being on the Mount Rushmore. I mean, he becomes subjective, right, who your all-time favorite comics are. Anyway, I'm sorry if you are a Jerry. I'm not fucking sorry. He just annoys me. Like, lots of people annoy you. 
Who, like, well, you know, maybe I annoy you. I'm sure I annoy you at some times. And you know what? If I do annoy you, I hope that's because you feel like I uh, let you down. If that makes any sense. Like, you're engaged, and then I say something, you're like, man, I thought you were better than that. And you know what? I'm not. I'm, I'm not better. <laughs> I don't mean better. Like, I, I didn't know you were that weak or that soft or that uh, sad. And that's why I hope I, like, disappoint you at times because that's how people are. I'm trying to trying to just be honest and I don't want to let you down and you tell me if this is a letdown or not a uh, someone who listens to the the podcast told me that I was the most PC person they know and uh, I'm like well you <laughs> you don't know me that well or you haven't listened that closely because I don't I don't, I don't really think that's the case. And to be honest with you, I'm not exactly sure what, like, politically, we've talked about this, what politically correct means. I mean, if it means listening to people and describing them and talking about them in, in respectful ways that, hey, maybe they'd like us to use, <clears throat> excuse me, then, yeah, I am PC. But if, uh, I don't know, it, it, but, but I don't feel... I don't feel pressured into it. I don't. I don't feel like there's a, because you know why? Because it's horseshit. It's it's just your cultural wars and the tyranny. The tyranny of the PC police. Fuck you. For thinking that. If you think that someone's saying, "Hey, just describe me this way," would that be cool? You know how many times, I have hosted a goddamn open mic, and there's been someone who's, on the show who is from a country way away from the United States. And they say their name. They, they, I see their name, and I say, "How do you pronounce that?" Because I want to. Because I'm thinking, I want to say it the right way. And it'll be like Adidia is a name that comes to mind. And they'll just say, not this person, but they'll just say, like, just say Adam or Ad or whatever. And I'm like, fuck that, you know? Like, let's say your name the real way. That's the right thing. This is polite, I guess. Well, now I am better. <laughs> Once again, we land on that place where I'm better than everybody. But you know how many times you have said, oh, just say this? Or I've said, oh, just say my name this way? Never. So, I don't know. Be inconsiderate. <laughs> but, but hearing someone tell me <clears throat> this person's not a comic, that I'm the most PC person they know, uh, makes the comic in me quite nervous. So maybe I will pick that up and talk about it next time. I appreciate you listening. If you want to come see Broussard, Close out Limerick and I'm sure crush the wood off of the bar stools. Please come tonight to Limerick. Otherwise, have a great week. Uh, if you are unhappy in your job, please work on your resume. Look for other employment opportunities and stop giving as much to your company as uh, they are getting from you. Right? You know what I mean? Restore the equity. And same in your personal relationships. And there we go with the feel-goodery. Thank you for listening and I'll talk to you next time.